it's so much dirty work, but it's fun because you get you're helping someone. And that's like the best part of the job. Welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Cole Primo. And I'm your other host, Leah Lem. Miigwech for joining us. Native Lights is at its core, a place for Native folks to tell their stories. Every week we have great conversations with wonderful guests from a bunch of different backgrounds. And we have this great mix of passions, of gifts, and it all centers around the big point of purpose in our lives— so, Cole, another day, another opportunity to amplify Native voices. How's it going? It's going really well. One of the questions we love to ask our guests is, like, how do you stay grounded? How do you treat yourself every now and then? And recently, I've been getting my beard trimmed, and it's just a nice little restful thing to do. Just have, have a little conversation, get, get the beard trimmed. Do they do the thing with a warm towel Oh, it's not over that. Your it's face. not even that like and the intricate. foamy. <laughs> See, I don't know if I want somebody with the razor like oh the Sweeney know. Todd thing. <laughs> Sweeney Todd. I don't know if I'm gonna do that. It's just you know trimming it, you know shaping it. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, how you doing? What's up? Doing well. We're taking a uh, impromptu trip. You know, I was in the cities recently, as you know, because we hung out. Mm. Uh, and when I got back home, I was rugged and Daniel was like, we should plan something for next March, like, and make sure we get out of town, you know, during the winter when I was like, heck with next March. Like, I'm not (laughs) interested in talking about next March. (laughs) Like, let's go this April. Like, like, when can we go soon? And so we... Kind of, I just sort of looked at a map and zoomed out a bit, see, and looked, you know, where can you drive in a day? And then Daniel did the same, and we decided upon Kansas City. That's great. But I'll be excited to go someplace with at least a little bit more sun. Yeah. And a little bit less of this white stuff, which is. Yeah. It's fine. Lingering. (laughs) It's lingering. It's fine. It's just, I need a little break. But that's. Brings us to our guest today, Gerilyn Lopez. So, Gerilyn Lopez is a weatherization auditor and inspector at Mahabi Atwa Community Action Partnership. And if you don't remember, we have talked to somebody else from Mahabi Atwa before. And if you remember, it is a nonprofit community action agency serving low income families over five counties in northwestern and west central Minnesota. She has her Building Analyst Certificate through the Building Professions Institute, and she also earned her Solar Certificate through an internship at White Earth Tribal College. So really into sustainable energy. Uh, Gerilyn Lopez is a member of the White Earth Nation and has cultivated her passion and interests into working with her tribe to advance wind and solar energy in the community, and communicating and educating on energy efficiency while inspiring future growth of women and youth in the industry. So remember, you know, when a new industry comes about, you have to have folks there to 
do the jobs. I, I think that's really cool to inspire part of the population that is often overlooked for technical jobs. So No, that's great. Yeah. So here is Gerilyn Lopez. Boujou, Gerilyn, could you please introduce yourself and just tell us, you know, uh, where you're joining us from, tribal affiliation, just anything you want to say. I'm from Natawash, Minnesota. I work out of Mojave in Detroit Lakes, Minnesota in the weatherization department. Right now we are, we try to help people in low income households with their energy bills, how to save on their bills because they're really high. We help people with their water heaters, their furnaces, if they're too old, if they break down, we try to replace that free of charge for them. They don't have to pay anything. That's the main thing people worry about is they have to pay for it. But we send contractors out there to help them out. Oh, and then uh, insulation is a big thing. No one really knows that, depending on how much you have in your attics or your walls. Like, I never really knew that before I started working there. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, we're definitely going to get into more of, like, uh, your role there. Uh, but before that, I want to ask, you know, just how you're doing. How, how are you doing? How's the family doing in 2023 already? Well, everything is going great. I've my The year started out great when I started working at Wahoobie and then 2023 rolled around and then I started getting an opportunity from when I worked at AmeriCorps. That's the whole way I got down to uh, speak at Aspen. Was, uh, I'm an AmeriCorps alumni. Um Got that phone called in an interview, and they chose me to go down there and speak for them. Uh, we just moved out here to Natawash, me, my wife, and our son that we just adopted. So we're learning what it's like for uh, to be a homeowner with all the ups and downs. <laughs> Everything's going great so far. Wonderful. I yeah, home ownership. Home ownership is just another thing you get a lot of surprises especially with utilities and like you mentioned insulation all of these things that you don't expect until you make that purchase so we like to kick off our conversations by asking what is on your mind is there something that you're thinking about these days kicking around that you'd like to chat about well i've been working on an and on audits. And we've been in meetings and doing everything, me and another coworker talking about how can we get more auditors or people into our field of work since there's hardly anybody doing that. And it's it'll take a lot off a lot of people's plates because I know North Dakota is looking for auditors. Other companies are looking for people to come in and apply. Just apply as long as you have them. Um, some kind of HVAC or construction background. And, uh, and they do train you. They train you pretty well. They try to do the best they can. They explain it to you in simple steps on what to look for and how to use certain equipment. And it's a lot of math. So what does a weatherization auditor do? So we go into a home and we, we'll walk around and look around. We'll, we'll go through your whole house. We need access to everything, your attic, your crawl space, all the bedrooms, and we will take measurements. We'll measure your windows, see how much insulation you have. We will do a blower door test, and that tells us how much air leakage you have throughout your home. Um, pretty much, we try to assess, and then we figure out 
what we can do once we get all those numbers uh, when we go back to the office and put them in our our assistant, our WA program, see where where the most insulation needs to be at. It's so much dirty work, but it's fun because you you're helping someone. And that's mm-hmm. like the best part of the job. That's awesome. I imagine the first step in sustainability, sustainable energy, is making sure a home is well insulated so you're not wasting energy. Yep. And mainly the most air leakages leakages are from windows if they're not sealed correctly. Sometimes you could they could be sealed, but sometimes some people don't understand like if there's a light socket underneath, you can feel the air coming from there. Or if you have a dryer venting going outside, you can feel it around there too. So there's so much that I've learned in the last year when I was shadowing was all these little places that you can figure out where you're going to have all the air leakage. Cole, does this get you excited to become a homeowner? To like think about <laughs> the energy use in a house? Yeah. I was walking through, I was, I, was talk, I was talking to my wife. I was like, um, I was standing by the garden window and I was like, I could feel a breeze. She's like, just, you're not working right now. Just down and relax. <laughs> <laughs> Always thinking about it, huh? Where's yeah. that draft coming from? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that is, it's a big deal. Like around the doors, the light switches, like you just mentioned. Yeah. underneath the doors if they're not hung properly. All of these little things that kind of creep into your consciousness after you make a big purchase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like the main thing for some homes uh, is we switch out some of the light bulbs when we do an audit, like to LEDs. And um, someone said, oh, I thought those were expensive. I was like, well, they dropped the prices down on the LED light bulbs now. So it's like light bulbs, just like small things like shower heads, your faucets, uh, your pipe insulation. Just like the small things can help do a big adjustment on bills and whatnot. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today we're speaking with Gerilyn Lopez, member of the White Earth Nation, who is a weatherization auditor and inspector at Mahabi Atwa Community Action Partnership. Gerilyn works to advance wind and solar energy and educates communities about energy efficiency. I was curious, you, you talked about, uh, you know, it's dirty work, but it's also great work because you're helping people. Could you talk more on that and just like, how that drives you because, uh, and like the experiences you've you've had helping people? Well, I think the, the whole dirty work part is you can go into some homes and, you know, they're not well taken care of. And other people will turn around and be like, I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to be in here because it smells or it's, there's stuff all over the ground and everything. I... You, told someone um because he went into a home like that and he wasn't sure what to do and I was talking about that and I was like we we don't know what's going on in their life to why they live like that or what happened but just you know help getting them to help the need like someone needed a new duck work done because hers was eroding 
and you, just to get someone out there to fix that and like see what fundings we can use to help them out, replace something and all that. It, it helps. Like growing up, I my parents used Mahubi a lot for when we lived in uh, tribal housing to help with the energy, our gas bills and everything else they help out with. So seeing people come out, seeing them, I don't remember who it was, but they come out and help out. I was like sitting there, I was like, huh, get in that type of work. But I didn't get into this type of work up until a couple of years ago because I started doing some internship for a solar program out of White Earth, the tribal college. So I was trying to find something where I get my little, put that in the work and ended up with AmeriCorps and then ended up getting hired on to Mahubi. So just helping all people is great. I've been wanting to do that for a long time and finally got to do it instead of trying to help out some other ways. Yeah, it's interesting that you, you saw the process happen, you know, with your parents uh, and and then later down the line, you're doing the same work. That's awesome. Um, you mentioned the internship at White White Earth Tribal College. Could you just speak more on that and what, you know, what you learned during that? Uh, it was a solar internship. It was a pilot program for, for the first time and I went there and it was with four other people. So we learned how to the solar process, the solar panels, how it worked. We actually got to do build one, and we got to stand there and help because they got solar panels going all around the reservation here. They got some at the college, by the Natawash Sports Complex. So we got to learn and get hands-on and help with that. So we learned all the math and how the electrical grid, no matter which country you're in, is the same so everybody can read it. The teacher was really, really good. He uh, showed us the basics. He even got us this little electrical panel box so we can build our little solar panel. He showed us what, how to actually putting one up and building it on how to set it up, how it faces south, and then how, how much of a degree it has to be. I think it's like 15 or 17 degrees towards the sun, depending on which area you're at, though. That was a really good class, and right now they got... Um, they have classes for it now, not just for interning and learning basic stuff. You can actually go there and get uh, certified and find a job in doing solar. Now, I think it's through RR Real that they teamed up with. I was thinking about getting back into that just because we're talking, me and my director are talking about getting solar for um, weatherization and finding homes. That's really cool that they have that program. Uh, and I imagine with some increased demand for solar, that there is an increased demand for the number of workers to be able to install solar panels. And I saw here that you have a particular interest in inspiring future growth of women and youth in the energy industry. Can you talk about that? Everybody thinks that like construction... Uh, the, what I'm doing is like a man's like for just men like like when I went to a woman's house she never seen a woman like really do that type of stuff and I was carrying up like heavy toolboxes and everything and using a tape measure and she thought that was really really neat and I would, it'd be great to get kids and going in the building trades and boys and girls like I have little I have 
in-laws who are the youngest one's 10 years old. And I try to, and I think the oldest one just turned 18, but there's six of them. (laughs) And I try to get my nieces, them and everybody into learning how to work with tools and explain to them about construction work and all this stuff. And I think our youth these days really don't know how to do certain things. Like I had to show my son how to, I asked my son for a Phillips screwdriver and he gave me the wrong thing. So I thought that was, that was funny. And I was like, oh, I failed as a parent here. Oh, oh no. <laughs> but but it's just, I think that if we get our, our youthness and being more energy efficient and showing them what everything does, it'll help out down the line. And then we can move on from there and showing them what recycling and what plastic bottles we can use. You can use plastic bottles. Someone, I think in Brazil, turned it into a, a thin solar pack for a book bag one, from what I read. But if we got our youth in all this, it'd be be really great. And they can start out in high school to learn more about it. That kind of leads into a question, just like on mentors, like uh, you know, kids need mentors when they're uh, you know, going through life. I was, I'm curious if you had any mentors play a role in your work? Um, coming into this work, no. My dad, my dad used to talk joke around when I was younger about his dad, like, watch, we're going to be paying for water these days sometime down in the future, which we are, which we shouldn't be paying for water. But I, I stepped into this role when I think I was in seventh grade and they were talking about greenhouse gases and all this stuff. So I started reading up on it and got into the whole climate change thing. And I know, I think I was like 25 when they tried to get this program about weather turbines around um, wet earth. And I, right away, I signed up right away because I wanted to learn more about it. And then it, nothing happened. So went into the construction and everything else. And that's how I got into uh, where I'm at. But it was, I think... The most person, the person who pushes me more is my wife and her mom. My parents are proud where I'm at because they just, they knew I was going to get there. They just, they know how I am. Like if somebody's like, I'm just like, okay, I'm a quiet person. I just go off and do what I'm, do my thing. Like I don't talk much. (laughs) I'm quiet at work. Well, it is so important to have support at home. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're speaking with Gerilyn Lopez, member of the White Earth Nation, who is a weatherization auditor and inspector at Mojave Atwa Community Action Partnership. Gerilyn works to advance wind and solar energy and educates communities about energy efficiency. Can you talk a bit about your speech at Aspen Ideas Climate? How did you get that opportunity? Well, like, um, I worked for AmeriCorps for a season, I won't say like nine months, they say a year. Uh, So I worked for AmeriCorps, pretty much what I'm doing right now, except for I I get to do more hands-on doing this. Uh, So I think it was beginning of January, I got a phone call because I did a little interview for when I closed out with the uh, 
pilot program that they did. And then he called me and asked if I would be interested in speaking the, I think his name was Brent from the Climate Aspen Institute in Florida. And he was telling me about it. And I said, sure. And then um, he didn't, he left out the whole, you're going to be speaking on stage thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Brent called and I did an interview with him. And then he called me a week later and said, hey, would you like to go to Florida and speak at this conference? I was like, oh. I was like, oh, you're spe- I'm speaking. He's like, yeah. I was like, oh, I had trouble speaking with you on Zoom. He was like, oh, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I went out there and I spoke. And, and, um, super nervous. I was like really nervous. I couldn't breathe. I was calling my dad, my wife. I was trying to get a hold of my son, but he was in school. I forgot about the whole time zone thing. But it was nerve-wracking. But after it was done, it was great. I had no idea that when we're sitting in the VIP, the green room, I brought a I brought an assistant with me, and we were sitting there talking. And there's all these like great people around, and like we're sitting there, and we didn't know we were sitting by a princess. Whoa! Yeah, we had no idea we were by a princess until she was on stage and was introduced. We we're just like, oh, this lady has a lot of uh, security guards around her, but <laughs> there was. Um, there was a uh, Billie Eilish's mom was there. Oh, we my. didn't know that was Billie Eilish's mom until we like started looking at people's names that were sitting around by. Um, just hearing everything that they were talking about, I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "We can do some of this stuff back home." Like uh, the princess, princess of I think she was princess of Dubai. They were she's working on something because uh, it's so. There's so much humidity where she's at. They're working on something to get that humidity out of the air so they can have rainwater and all that stuff. They're work- she's working with someone in uh, Florida with it. And then the lady from GMC is working on the EV cars. So she's trying to get that up and running. And I was like, well, around our area, they're doing the same thing. We just need more stations for them. And some people are like, well... Uh, People don't understand that when you have to plan out your trips when you have electric electric vehicles. It's just like back in the early 1900s when we had started doing gas vehicles, you had to plan out your trips on how how far you can make it before you had to stop and fill. So when I went down to Florida, that was a lot of learning, a lot of uh, people and contacts. And then I was, I was walking around there for a few days. People are just like looking at me and everything. And then when I went up and did my talk and everything and uh, I went to lunch and then people started notice recognizing, oh, I see you around walking around here because they, they, they recognize my medallion. Oh, yeah. And then they see me up on stage and they're like, we heard you. Just know that people heard you speaking. We heard what you had to say. I was like, oh, that's great. I was like, thank you. Got all red in the face. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're doing a great job. It's like thank you. Wonderful. Yeah, I saw the video online. It was a big production. Like a yeah. big stage and a podium and lights and <laughs> an audience. So nice work. Congratulations on talking at Aspen Ideas Climate. Um yeah. very cool. Ooh, I get I my heart is racing just thinking about it. <laughs> just as, thinking about as doing somebody. that. 
As somebody who just can't speak, like public speaking is something that I try to avoid. I very much, you know, I'm very jealous of that ability. So good job. Well, that was my first time doing that. <laughs> I when I was in high school, I tried to do public speaking. I couldn't even speak in front of my teacher. It was so hard. I'm not, but doing it, I was like, that's great. I got it done. I think it's important to note that it was something outside your wheelhouse, let's say. Something yeah. probably that caused some discomfort. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing. But oh yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about how even though it was a tough thing to do, how did you get from being nervous to completing it? I um, I was looking at all my uh, text messages and everything and saying, you're going to do great. Just breathe. You're going to make do fine. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, my mother-in-law told me to go outside and walk around. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do, couldn't walk around because they had, um, <laughs> they had secret service there because Kamala Harris was there. So we couldn't go outside and walk. But I was just taking deep breaths. And then as soon as they're like, you're next. I was like, okay, I got this. And, some I can't remember her name, but I looked her up and she's doing really great. She's doing everything she can for women's movement and all this stuff. So she's like holding my shoulder saying, just breathe. You're going to do great. You're going to do fine. I heard your speech when you're practicing it. Just just breathe and bend your knees so you don't. <laughs> it's like, yeah. But going up there and just breathing, I was got it done. I realized I missed like three paragraphs in my speech, but you could you can't tell <laughs> that's great that's I'm, just like yeah. that's like when you get the lyrics wrong when you're like nobody knows the lyrics so, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know the person who came down with me um she was like oh wow she's already in that on that part <laughs> in my own introduction i was talking and i real after i skipped those paragraphs i realized oh can't go back up and read so i just kept going she was like, it was smooth. I was like, thank you. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you were just editing on the fly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really great. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much, Gerilyn. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today. It's been lovely. It was great talking to you guys too. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Thank oh. you guys. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Later. Later. Thank you to Gerilyn Lopez, a White Earth Nation citizen, weatherization auditor and inspector at Mojave Atwa Community Action Partnership. I'm Cole Primo. And I'm Leah Lem. Miigwech for listening. Gigawabamin. Gigawabamin. Native Lights, Where Indigenous Voices Shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. If you want to hear more Native folks talking about their gifts and finding their purpose, search for Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine, wherever you find podcasts, and find all of Minnesota Native News' content at minnesotanativenews.org.